Welcome to a jam-packed All Eyes on Cleveland. I'm your host, Brad Ward. Mikey's on the ones and twos, and we are locked and loaded for inaugural AFC North Offensive Draft. I don't know really how to word that better. Uh, it's open. It's it's a working title, if you guys have, uh, have uh, any better input on that. But we are here with wonderful group of people tonight. Uh... Our one and only Doug Maurice of Cleveland.com. Jake Burns, of course, from the OBR and the OBR Film Room Breakdown. And Sam Penix of Dog Pound Daily with the first pick, Clutch Points NFL and Pro Football Focus. It's a mouthful there for Sam. Uh, how are we doing tonight, Doug? How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this. I, uh, I worked on my prep for at least 13 minutes, so that's more than I usually prep for a podcast. So that's how seriously I'm taking this. Yes, absolutely. Well, we appreciate that, Sam. Uh, talking trash on Twitter already. How are you tonight, Sam? I'm doing well. I'm I'm very happy with my uh, draft position, and I'm looking forward to making the most explosive offense out of these four people. Yes, it should be quite interesting how this uh, plays out. And Jake Burns, uh, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm just trying to calculate how I can get all four running backs on my team at yeah. one time. So yeah. I just worked well, on that calculation in my mind. The anti-pro football focus approach. So Yeah. Speaking of that, let's go over the rules, gentlemen, uh, as we'll bring up uh, some format here. And I, and I threw this out, uh, Jake, to the other guys while we were waiting but I have, just so you know, for reference, since we have a format here, uh, Bradley Bozeman of the Ravens I have as a center. I hope that doesn't foil any plans for you. Oh, not for me. <laughs> Jake, nice poker face, Jake. We know that just totally screwed up that your whole draft. Totally screwed up your night, I know. All right, here we go. Let's take a look at some things real quickly. This is the draft uh, rules in format. Each team will consist of one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, one tackle, one guard, and one center in no particular order. The draft order tonight is Doug, then Sam, then myself, then Jake. It's a snake draft. I have uh, all of the uh, tools that you will need up here, uh, starting with, you know, Depth charts, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, offensive uh, line rooms, PFF rankings. I got it all. So just ask and you shall receive as we move through the draft here. And we do have an online visual of the draft here. I entered 66 players into this draft. Uh, there are 32 picks, so let's hope that none of you go that far off the board. Uh, this should be fun, and uh, now I just need to figure out how to start this thing, and we'll get underway, as I'm sure Doug is ready to uh, make his first pick here. So, let's see. Let's get into the uh, live draft room. So, are you taking the full 10 minutes, Doug? <laughs> just, for, just for the camera time. Yeah. Yes. Get, get yeah. those ads in, you know. We're going to start the draft now. Start draft now. Starting draft. Let's see how this works. I don't. I've never used this tool before. So, uh, and there we go. And we are live. And as you can see, uh, it's active. And Doug, there is no time limit, Doug, on your pick. Just so you know. 
uh, it, it just keeps track of time for whatever for whatever reason. So there you have it. All right, I'm not I'm not gonna waste anybody's time here because I I am very curious to see how people analyze my pick. I'm going by my board. I made a board. I did not really want the number one pick, but I got it. I'm open to a trade down, but I don't think I'm going to get the offers. I, I a future second, and I'd probably in next year's draft because Brad said this was inaugural, so I assume we're doing this every year now. Of course. So I'm not thinking about this. Is not a, a pick for positional uh, importance. It is a pick for scarcity. And I'm making J.C. Treader the number one pick in this draft. And oh my! And Sam, <laughs> Sam is already laughing, and Jake is laughing, and and, and I'll tell you, I can't make the pick. How do I make the pick? Here's wh- here's why I'm doing it. Is everyone laughing. Everyone's laughing. <laughs> I, I never would have guessed. I should have guessed. I, I never would have. I Go can't. Make, I how do I do it? I can't. Ma- I can't make the thing. Make the pick. But I. Oh. So. I'm trying to I'm trying to make the pick, but I'll explain what I'm doing here. I think there are four quarterbacks in this division that you can win with. Is is that are like do we disagree with the idea that you you could win with all four quarterbacks? Sam said before he came on, bunch of good receivers, at least a cup, at least like two and a half good running backs, at least, and. I don't know, now that Pouncey retired, I don't know who the second best center, I figured it out, in this division is. And J.C. Treader I trust, and I think I can fill in with skill guys around him, and also we're, there's two tackles on each team and two guards and only one center, but we're taking only one tackle and one guard and one center. So I just, I just think this is the biggest gap between the best guy out of position and the second best guy out of position. And I took a center. <laughs> I took a center number one. It's the first now, time in the history of any draft that a center's gone number one. Now that you explained it, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, if you think there's the biggest gap there, that makes sense. Thoughts, guys, on that? Uh, Jake? I have no thoughts. I, I don't even <laughs> know how to wrap my head around it. I just didn't think of it. He's not wrong. I no. just didn't, didn't think about it. So, yeah, yeah. I... I, I if you want the smartest center in the NFL, the toughest center, I think, was up there for the toughest center in the NFL, uh, I think you picked a hell of a player. So, yeah, I mean, we'll look back on this at the end and we'll see how he, how he fares. But for now, you know, classic uh, anti-football guy Doug pick right there. I'm shocked. I'm just I'm floored. Sam? That, uh, <laughs> Doug has some inside information. I think it, it, there's an ulterior motive here that has – Less to do with Treader the player and more to do with Treader the NFLPA president. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Now you have to deal with all the the pain the pain in the ass that having the NFLPA president on your roster is. But telling but, telling guys not to show up and everything. But now when I when I if I like if I like tweet at JC Treader, I'm like, hey man, can we talk? I, I picked you number one in the draft. Right, it's a smart play. It's a smart yeah. play. Big picture stuff. Who's Sam going to pick? That's the question. Now he's oh, got Sam, the board still I picked up. immediately after. <laughs> Sam has already picked, uh, and I didn't even good. notice. Sam, you want to announce your selection, sir? Um, I chose Baker Mayfield uh, because I didn't have any. I, did, I, I didn't expect he would be there. I think he fell. He he plummeted down the draft board here. He pl- yeah, he fell spot. way down to two. I was hoping I'd get number two so I could take Joe Burrow, but. I'll I'll happily take Mayfield here. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, that uh, well, well picked. Uh, thoughts on Baker Mayfield, guys, at two? Uh, I know that guy. I think he, yeah, I know him a little bit. I, I'm fine. If you pick whatever quarterback you want, I like Doug. So I just, there's one in particular I don't want to have to have, but yeah. um, any of those other three I think would be perfectly fine. So, um, yeah, Baker's fine there. It's it's a Cleveland Browns podcast at the end of the day, so good choice by oh, Sam. Yeah, I definitely – that was the pander pick. <laughs> Nothing else went into it. So so I'm going to go ahead because I feel the same way that I don't want to get stuck with uh, a, a certain quarterback, and I think it's a pretty important position. I'm going to go ahead and roll with Joe Burrow here. I think I think th- if I think right now, I mean, if I was going to take a quarterback going into the season in the AFC North, I'd take Baker Mayfield. I think there are three quarterbacks who could wind up by the end of this season as the best quarterback this year in the AFC North. Right? That it's it's. I mean, we're you know, we just took Baker and Joe Burrow, and the guy with an MVP hasn't been picked yet. So like I there this is a this is a pretty good quarterback division. So um, I. I don't, I don't dispute Baker and Joe Burrow going in this order, but um, there's, there's, this is a position that has some talent. You know, Doug, I, 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 I agree, but I also don't really – I'm not a huge fan of having Lamar Jackson as my quarterback, I guess. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see in the long run how his career progresses, but I just don't know how long he can sustain – his style of play that he has thus far. Of course, he's won an MVP and everything like that. So it's, it might sound very silly to some people, but at some point he has to be able to throw outside the numbers with some consistency, and he just hasn't really shown that he can do that yet, I don't think. Well, I'm going to take that MVP uh, because I need a quarterback and I don't want to be stuck with Ben. Um So I'll take Lamar, and I think he's really good, and – I hate playing against him, and I hate that he's in Baltimore. So there's that, and I wish he was anywhere else. For this draft, I think I selected him. How do I select him? Oh, select the, player. There's a little check mark on the far yeah. right. Got it. I pick Lamar. Yes, I want to pick him. Um, you know, just for the listeners, I had no choice there, as you guys know. Uh, I'm up again. Man, there are a ton of good wide receivers. There are, but oh my goodness, it's a it's a spicy choice here. Do you want to see the wide receiver list? Nah, I, I mean I got it up here. It's I don't I don't know. I if he's back healthy again and he's who we think he is, I think Odell is is uh is the most talented. I mean Jamar Chase is clearly very good. Chase Claypool had a good first year. I can't really. Am I missing Odell in this in this whole thing? Where where do we organize by first name instead of last? Yeah, I'll probably just go with Odell. I think can he work with Lamar? I don't I don't know, but I think he's really good and he's the best fit for the best talent at receiver still, even off of a knee injury. So I'll just take him. So I have Lamar and Odell. I think they're both quite fine for the end of the first round and into the second round. I think that's a good question. If I can ask yeah. is this are we basing the results of this on real life or like a Madden simulation because 
like Jake said, does Odell mesh well with how Lamar plays? Or, you know, is he going to stay healthy? All, all these questions. I think it's really just uh, your opinion, right? We'll put the results out there and we'll see what people think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a perfect formula to this. It's all hypothetical. So, yeah, I mean, in a yeah, one I mean, in a one year vacuum, I, I think Odell is the most talented there. Yeah. So that's why I yeah. would do that. Yep. Drafted for the uh, future, Jamar Chase is probably the play there. But um, yeah, yeah. So but who's I'm up gonna, now? Who we got up? I guess I'm up now. I was going to ask a question. Okay, so uh, while I'm bringing making my selection here, I did want to ask this. Do you guys think uh, that it matters that Lamar's mom is his agent? Like I heard a, uh, Florio talking about this, and I thought it was interesting that any good agent would get whatever. Like they keep talking about it matters who comes to the table first out of, out of Allen, Baker, and, and Lamar. Mm-hmm. And if Lamar goes to the table first, that any good agent would get whatever that deal is thrown out of the market because it was negotiated by a non-agent. Does that make sense? I'm, I I don't think Lamar cares. First of all, I I don't, I don't think he, I think he knows he's going to get pretty good money one way or the other. He's, he's probably has, I would imagine he has folks consulting him on this. I wouldn't imagine his mom sitting there, you know, doing the things that my mom does. And I was like, Hey mom, could you come negotiate a contract with me? I would imagine there's like some serious reading on this process, some serious understanding of where the quarterback market is. They're probably going to have things double checked by lawyers, different things like that. I mean, it could have a hiccup, but at the end of the day, I just, I just don't think it's going to be that big of a problem. I I don't think they're going to miss anything. I I think Baltimore cares enough about him to take care of him in that sense. So um, you can worry about this kind of stuff or you cannot. I choose not to worry about it. I would think that Lamar is a smart enough dude to understand that he, you know, if he cuts a corner, something, something could happen here. you know, if he does go outside the traditional guardrails of an agent, but I, I would have to think that they have some people looking at this to make sure that, you know, some of the, 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 the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, all that stuff. And I, I would also think that his mother and, and whoever else is advising him on this situation is keeping in tune with what's going on with the current quarterback market and what they can demand, so on and so forth. So it could get wonky. It could get sideways. But I, I just think Baltimore, at the end of the day, Baltimore is going to be like, we care about that guy too much to screw him over and is going to take care of him. Yeah, there's just a lot of nuance to, especially a contract for a guy like him, like, you know, injury guarantees and all kinds of stuff that needs to be worked in there. And you wonder about that. And plus, you just wonder if he goes, for some reason, if he ends up under 40 million, if I was Josh Allen's agent, I would say, well, that doesn't really count. You know what I mean? Because uh, it wasn't negotiated by an agent. But either way, I, I took uh, uh, Wyatt Teller. I think he's the best offensive lineman in the AFC North, so I took him. Uh, And then, uh, just real quickly, on the topic of wide receivers, guys, did you know that not one wide receiver in the AFC North last year went over 1,000 yards? No. I did not. That's an odd stat. I would have imagined one of Pittsburgh's guys did, but I think they all kind of hovered in the 900 range, if I think back on it. Yep. That's interesting. 
These guys I, all I suck. I don't expect that to repeat. Very weird. Yeah, I don't expect that to repeat either. Uh, the highest yardage guy was Deontay Johnson. Second was T. Higgins, I believe. Huh. Interesting. Bunch of bombs. You're on the clock, Sam. Yeah. Uh, let's let's look at those PFF sender rankings. Doug's got me thinking. Okay. I think he's I think he's got a point. Oh, I have so, a point. You laughed yeah. when I made my pick. But now I have a point. <laughs> I did, but I, I've I've been rationalizing it. So I think I'm going to go with Trey Hopkins here because I don't trust either of those two guys at the bottom of the chart. And we all know how important the offensive line is. Hopkins is a he's a really solid player. I know that Bengals offensive line gets gets dunked on a lot, but he's a he's a quality player and certainly the second best center in the AFC North. So I'm gonna go with him and pray that I get a good guard and tackle and that Mayfield can stand upright for most of the season. There you have it. Trey Hopkins, uh to Sam Penix in the second round and winding down with the last pick in the second round uh, he had the first pick in the draft took JC Treader, Doug Maurice of Cleveland.com so as soon as I can figure out uh, how to this I am going to take the guy who is who is actually the best guard on the Cleveland Browns and I'm going to take Joel Batonio oh. uh, and um, I, drama alert Boom. I on my big board, uh, I had Batonio second on my big board behind Treader. I think he's a more complete player than Teller. I know Teller kills people in the run game. I like Batonio more snap to snap. Uh, it's another spot where after Batonio and Teller, I'm, I'm getting a little, you know, not un- a little unsure at least at guard. Um, so I obviously am going offensive line heavy and, and I am pondering going offensive line again. Oh my. But I'm not going to. Um, because. Says, oh my. Yeah. That, 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 <laughs> listen, like there's, I could, if I just took the best tackle right here, right? I mean, I'd have, I'd the wind best up, line. Yeah. I'd wind up with the best offensive line, which is, which is pretty good. But I still think um, I like some of the – I think there's enough variety to tackle that I'm going to take a different guy who is clearly um, the best guy at his position, and that's Nick Chubb. So I'm going to run Nick Chubb behind Treader and Batonio, and I'm not pandering. But I, no, just, that, ha- I just happened to take – That I can like, guess who his quarterback is going to be. The three key guys, uh, you know, or, or we just take in. Case Keenum and, and Ben Roethlisberger and leave Doug with like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even We're know allowed to. that point. He can only take one quarterback each. The no, no, he can play. He, he can play. He can play tackle. Ben can play tackle for a while. <laughs> he probably has Case, has Case Keenum ever played a different position? Like can we Ryan Tannehill him, but like reverse? Yes, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. I'm just gonna wildcat snap to Kareem Hunt then, and just run like triple option. So yeah, hey, go ahead. Yeah, that's a winning formula, Doug. You can't argue with it. The Browns are using it right now to win. Yeah, I'm happy with how this has unfolded for me. I didn't want the first pick, but I'm trying to make the best of it. 
you know, the, the question about that, Doug, I think that's interesting, though, is that, you know, they're going to have to make a real-life decision on Teller at age 26 and then also look at Batonio and Treader pushing age 30 with no more guaranteed money on their contracts at the end of next year. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty special to have the five guys they had last year and that they brought all five back this year, right? But it, it won't happen again. Right. So they're going to have they're going to have some choices to make, and it's important for them to develop some of these young guys behind them this year, obviously. Um, but these these five guys, it really just going through this process and thinking about stuff like it's. I mean, the Browns the Browns don't just have like the best overall line in the AFC North; like they have like the best individual guys, practically position by position across the board. Which is when you really think about it that way, just emphasizes how good this line is. No question. Sam, you Sam, you're on the clock. What are you thinking, brother? Yeah, this one was this one was tough. Um because I, I have I have some targets in my mind about, you know, the rest of the spots I have to fill. Um I think I can get some of them later. So I think I'm going with Chase here. Uh give Ooh. Mayfield a, a good target. I think I think he may have been overrated at times during the draft process, but um the production that he put up in his one season in college and then the, the athletic testing that, that he displayed at his pro day, uh, both just top of the chart. So I'm going to hope that he can learn how to separate better and use some of that elite speed and, and quickness um, that he apparently has and uh, hope that Mayfield finally gets a, a, well, 17-game dynamic threat at, at receiver. I like that pick. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I like him too. Uh, I think receiver gets interesting here. It's, you know, I'm not – I don't know how you guys feel. I'm not like a huge fan of Deontay Johnson, even though he was the best, I guess, you know, statistically, maybe, you know, at least yards-wise, the best wide receiver in the AFC North. You know, Claypool is a beast, but I don't know. I like Higgins. I like Tyler Boyd. I like Jarvis Landry a lot. And then, you know, there's a lot of options here, right? Don't like Sammy Watkins. Rashad Bateman is a big, you know, there's some upside there. I think I would probably, I'm going to go ahead and probably draft Jarvis Landry here. Yeah, I mean. Thoughts? You know what you're getting. I mean, I think probably almost more than anybody else out there at the position, you know what you're getting with Jarvis. And so um, I think that makes it that makes it a good pick. Yeah, I, uh, that's, you know, I think he's uh, has the potential to put up a thousand yard season. We've seen him do it multiple times. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, I know he's getting a little bit older, but. We're in a uh, one-year vacuum here, kind of. So, uh, wait, what position are you looking at here, Jake? I have the next two picks, right? So yes, I will you do. probably take the best tackle left on the board. Now, I talked to some people from Baltimore. A lot of it depends on Ronnie Stanley's ankle fusing back together. He's had a little bit of a hiccup, but they think he's going to be ready for camp. I this is no respect disrespect to Jack Conklin, who I also think is very good. Um, 
I just think Stanley's a little better player, a little more diverse with his pass sets, especially. Um, and we're not drafting as the Browns, where Jack Conklin perfectly fits into his own scheme. So I will take Ronnie Stanley as my one tackle. Um, and then I have to draft. I will, I will probably end up taking Chase Claypool here to have my two wide receivers figured out. So I will do that as well. I think there are plenty of good running backs left and plenty of good tight ends and uh, some hidden gems at guard still out there too that I will be interested in at some point. Not to give away my whole draft strategy here, but uh, yeah, let me find him on this list and I will select Chase Claypool. I'm not very good alphabetically, as you guys can tell. The first name alphabetizes messing with me. Yeah, I think if you just type J in that top search bar, he'll pop right up for you. All right, I'm in. Selections are in. I've got Odell, Chase Claypool, and Lamar, and then my tackle, Ronnie Stanley. So that's what I got. And um, I got – do I have one? I don't have a Bengal yet, so, you know. I'll yeah. I'll try to find one at some point. I- I'll admit, when Sam said he was taking Chase, I thought he took Chase Claypool. <laughs> Oh, if he didn't, yeah, I'll take Jamar Chase. But, but but he did no, but he did take Jamar Chase. But I thought Chase Claypool made sense there. Just not not that you. I mean, Jamar Chase is a rare talent. But then when I was looking through the thing, I was like, oh, Jamar Chase. It's like no, no, he took Jamar Chase. Did you? Is that that was obvious to you, Sam? Like Jamar Chase over Chase Claypool is is a no brainer. Um, I mean. You can't really argue with Claypool's rookie season, but I think that, uh, like you said, it the, the type of prospect that, that Jamar Chase is 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 something that I I just couldn't pass on at that point. So, yeah, no, I think it makes sense. Both good. I don't picks. I don't know that either. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know that either of those are wrong. I think that Chase Claypool is even better than some of us expected him to be. I, I think that's. I don't think that's crazy to say, yeah. even with his higher expectations. And Jamar Chase has all the athletic tools you need, so either of those guys is completely fine with me. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Jamar, but um, I, I think either of the Chase Chase brothers are good there. Yeah. So in an effort to get a little bit of an edge here, if at all possible, at this point in the draft, I'm going to go ahead and go to a position not yet picked and try to get the best player there at tight end with Mark Andrews. I think that's an excellent pick. I was definitely taking him if he got to me. I mean, that's no shock, but but I think there's some separation there as well when you talk about the best guy at a spot. So I could have I could have seen Andrews actually even going higher than this. Very good player. Gonzo. And the second tight end that the Baltimore Ravens picked that day. They didn't even... They didn't even uh, believed him to be the best tight end they selected so right. you know what do you so easy what do you guys think what do you where are you at with pat fryermuth uh as the tight end for the steelers do you did you like him in this draft i think he's a perfectly average nfl tight end future i don't think he has anything exceptional about how he plays i think he'll be fine he'll be a professional tight end he kind of in the in the mold of Harrison Bryant for me, a better athlete, but like just just a really okay tight end, Austin Hooper, like I guess. I don't see him being somebody who raises the bar uh, at that position, but that's just me. I, I I was completely I judge 
the picks of the teams in the division by like I hate that they took that guy and they took Firebase and I'm like I'm fine with that selection. Mm-hmm. That's just how I yeah. feel about it. Yeah. It was a bad that poor class for tight ends this year, right? It was bad the year before too, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Bryant came out was the best one of that class and it was next year, year so. though. Next year's the is the tight end class. Yeah. yeah, that's what I heard. Well, Kyle Pitts will be should be pretty good though. Should the top end player. So. Well, yeah, of course he's the outlier. Of course, yeah, I didn't really forget about him. Sam, what are you thinking, brother? I uh, solved my tackle problem here. I went with the All Pro right tackle Conklin. Um, I heading into free agency last year, I didn't, I didn't want the Browns to go after him because I thought he was going to top. Trent Brown is the highest paid tackle in history, and that didn't happen. Um, and then he had probably had his best season of his career. So I was thrilled with how he played and uh, am, am very happy to get him as my lone tackle here. Good call. I like that pick. Yeah, no, that's a really good pick. Um, I think there's a gap right yeah. between – Stanley Conklin and then everybody else here. So I obviously was going to take Conklin if he was still there. I do think Williams is, is a good player though. And then obviously yeah. Wills has a lot of potential. So I think we'll all end up with a, with a, at least a good starting caliber tackle. Okay. Um, I am conflicted here because, like, again, this is how a draft like this is supposed to work. I mean, in an ideal world, I would have taken Conklin and Andrews with this wraparound, and obviously those guys didn't get to me. I don't have any receivers. I think this is the best receiver left. Is Tyler Boyd the best receiver left? Is that is that a misfire? I mean, that's a I, he grades out pretty well on PFF. He's had multiple good years. He's had a flash in the pan. So um, I'm going to take him as my first receiver. And – I'm not thrilled that that's my number one receiver, but those are the choices that I made. So I will live with those choices. And then I, behind Andrews, and I got to figure out how to pick him. Behind um, Andrews, I am like not 100% sure who the next Mm. best tight end in this league is, like in this division is. So... As a result, um, I'm I'm probably going to stay away from that, which is going to lead me back to tackle, and I will take Jedrick Wills. And, and that's like an upside pick. Um, what he's going to be more than what he, you know, was last year, although he was very good. And so, you know, I wish I had Conklin, but I don't. So I'll take Jedrick Wills. So, Doug, with Nick Chubb, Tyler Boyd, J.C. Treader, Batonio, and Jedrick Wells, very good offensive line there. And a couple really good pieces in the, uh, uh, with Chubb and Boyd. I like it. You're on the clock, Sam. A little conflicted here. Yeah. It gets a little hairy right about now. Right. So I think this might be a little bit of a iffy pick, but I'm going to go with our old pal, Kevin Zeitler. I like that. That's a good pick. That's who I was going to go with, too. I think he's the best guard available still. I think he's still a really good player. 
Um, I know he's he's aging, but he doesn't seem to have shown any signs of slowing down yet. So I will hope I can get at least one more good year out of him. And I'm very happy with my offensive line here. Yeah. Well done. I just think it's a reminder for Browns fans who aren't intimately tracking the interior offensive lines of every other team in the division that like they have the two best guards and the next best guard is like the guy that they used to have. Like it, it, it is <laughs> Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio are the two best guards in this division. And like, it's not even a conversation, right? Yeah. I mean, like that is, that is, we don't talk about guards a ton. Um, but it is, when you analyze something like this this way, it really has crystallized for me again, as I keep repeating myself, just how how special I think this Browns offensive line is. I think it's incredibly special. And, and like you said before, I think the, the point, you know, the biggest thing is it, be enjoy it this year because it's going to be hard to keep together like we talked about earlier. Uh, it, it's just hard to keep that good of a of, – of a, a group together period in the NFL for a long period of time. Cause guys are going to get paid. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm conflicted here. I want to go wide receiver again. Uh, you know, running back is kind of taking the form of real life NFL drafts. Not a lot of value there, I guess, you know, after Nick Chubb, uh, we haven't really, none of us have really gone there except for Chubb, who is probably the most special of all of them. I think that T. Higgins is the pick here. I think his size and upside is fantastic. I really like him as a player. He scares me. Uh, 908 yards as a rookie, right? So that that's where I'm going. I like Higgins. I think he's he's just about as good a number two as I think you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. I, I am waiting for the next running backs to go. I, I know yes. everyone's waiting, and I'm waiting to see who pulls the trigger and who they pull it with. What are you thinking here positionally, Jake? Has everybody selected a guard, or am I missing that? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I can be patient with guard and cheating the system here. Uh, I can't. Who? What tight ends are gone? Just Mark Andrews. Yes. Correct. Okay. Man. Um. To be honest, I'm looking at guards, and there's a couple I really like. I think Ben Cleveland is going to be a rookie. I know he's just going to be a rookie, but I think he's going to be extremely. Extremely competent to eventually being a pretty good interior player. I think Kevin Dotson, who had a 87.2 pass grade mark as a rookie for Pittsburgh and is a pretty good interior kid. They took in the fourth round last year. I like his upside a lot. I'll eventually end up taking one of those guys. I'm done at wide receiver, so I'm looking tight end, guard, center, area. Um you couldn't pay me to take Billy Price, and I just never would have imagined it would come to that. For Billy. I, I can't believe it. I can't. I'm, it's I'm one of my bigger, bigger stunners for me. Um, I will take. I got two picks here, so this tells you the talent I think that that lies within the Browns. I'm going to take David Njoku, who I think is set to be a really good NFL tight end. And he's, uh, he's had, Sam he's tilted had, his head back. He's mad. 
He's had, he's had some. Brad, it doesn't look like at least unless my screen hasn't updated. You haven't picked yet, so I can't make a pick. Uh, um, what? Oh, wait. Maybe I need to refresh. Uh, oh, yeah, did I not? Did I not choose my T Higgins? I may not have. Yeah, so I think you have to pick him. But then, Please yeah, I'm going to take Najoku because uh, I think he's pretty good, and is. It's been through – I thought he was turning up, dealt with a couple weird seasons, injuries, misfitting, and I think they realized last year, like, oh, we got to get that guy to football more. He's still only 24. He's, he's hyper-talented. He's the guy I'll take whenever I'm able to take him, when uh, Brad figures <laughs> out the technical side here. And then that's, that's my bad. It's all good. And then I will take the second – Brown's running back, I think, is the second best running back in the league. I think Kareem, although not as talented a zone runner as Nick, as we watched last year, is still a, a seriously talented shotgun gap scheme and downhill from, from single back, even offset stuff. Do you want to run things like duo, things that, that are gap scheme based that get him downhill right now? He might be a top five gap scheme running back in the NFL, maybe higher. I mean, we forget this guy led the league in rushing not too long ago and one of the better pass-catching running backs. And, again, this is why you look at these things and you say to yourself, I, I just not maybe I'm not comfortable with the Browns being the, the third-best roster in the league by some people. And then you start drafting these things and you're like, oh, I kind of think that Browns player is better than any of those other guys in the division. So I'll take Njoku and then I will take Kareem Hunt and feel like I got two pretty good players there and have a couple little spots left to fill out. So I've gone Lamar, Chase Claypool, Odell, uh, David Njoku, and Kareem Hunt is my running back. You literally just took two non-starters for the Browns, and you're actually talking about whether the talking about them as a top three roster makes you nervous. Jake, come on, I man. It's all good, brother. I, well, it's, I told, I've been saying this forever that yeah, I can't count Pittsburgh until I see Pittsburgh stuck, and I need to see the Browns continually be good. And you know, I go through this mental mental gymnastics stuff, man. I, I always do. So, but they're good. They're obviously good. I think Kareem could probably approach a thousand yards again. I, I think combined, he could reach the 1,300, 1,400 yards from scrimmage. I think that they'll they'll use those guys like crazy again. And I think David's set to eventually be the guy who gets the most snaps at tight end. So that's just my hunch. So. I was curious if Hunt would go ahead of, of Nixon and J.K. Dobbins. That 5.8 yards per carry for J.K. Dobbins, um, if they lean into him in Baltimore, right, they're going to do that this year. Um, I'm curious to see what kind of year he has. But Doug, if you could, like, not talk about him, I'd be, I'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy who's a I've perfect known, example of hating that player going in the division. I've known J.K. for so long. Let me tell you a story about J.K. back when he came to Ohio State. I'm just kidding. Sorry. People, I want to hear it. Hey, Sam, people know that J.K. Dobbins exists. He's good, man. He's good. We all know it. Why don't you talk talk about him after I take him here? (laughs) All right. Sorry sorry to uh, ruin your – mess with your mojo, man. No, it's it's actually all good. All right. So uh, I was showing your team there. Jake, it's looking pretty good. Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr., Ronnie Stanley, Chase Claypool – David Njoku and Kareem Hunt. I actually thought Kareem Hunt and David Njoku would probably go in this draft. Uh, as I 
already mentioned, I entered 66 players trying to predict where you guys might go in some of these directions. I'm going to go, actually, despite Doug's talk of J.K. Dobbins, I'm actually going to go uh, Joe Mixon. I actually like him as a back better than J.K. Dobbins. Interesting. If he could stay healthy. And I think that he can at some point. I think he's a special back, uh, but he just hasn't really been able to put it all together yet. But I do he's like been effective him. with some bad lines. I think last year was a step in the wrong direction for him overall. But, I mean, like he's been productive behind some really bad Bengals lines. They should be a little better this year. So we'll see. Yeah, so I'm going Joe Mix in there, and that leaves it to you, Sam. Now you, now you can continue, Doug. So anyway, I thought <laughs> when J.K. Dobbins was being recruited, Tony Alford went to his house and wouldn't leave until the window ended for coaches to visit because they wanted to make sure nobody else came in and like pulled him away from Ohio State. They were so eager to pull him out of Texas. But listen, man, I thought he should have been the first back picked in the draft two years ago. I thought he, I thought he should have gone ahead of Clyde Edwards Alaire. And so, like, uh, and I think. Like maybe last last season, like bore that out, Sam. Right? I mean, do you think if if J.K. Dobbins was in Kansas City, do you think he would have given him them more than what the Chiefs got out of Edwards Lair? I think so. I mean, I know he plays in a really RB friendly, unique scheme in Baltimore, but he's a heck of a player. And I think I I know what the what the Chiefs were looking at when they took Edwards Lair. You know, with his with his pass catching ability, but. Dobbins is no slouch in that regard either. Like he's, he's just, I was very annoyed when the Ravens took him and you knew when he started dropping down and he was on the board, just like this past year with Bateman, you knew that was who the Ravens were taking because why, you know, of course, of course he was going to follow the Ravens. So not looking forward to facing him for the next few years, twice a season. But he's not just a Raven. He's a, he's a Penixer. Or whatever the name of your team is, so you should feel happy that he's on your team in some way, Sam. <laughs> I am. I am very happy that Brad <laughs> decided to to be nice to me. Yeah, the Sam Penixers, something like that. The, the best did, team. Did yeah, you it's notice? A work, it's a work in progress. Jake, did you notice the the uh, comment I posted there? Uh, where? Oh, Jake looks like Kevin Costner. When he was the GM in draft day. I, I mean, I'll take that. Kevin Costner's a beautiful dude. <laughs> it's a compliment. I love that. Yeah, it's a great compliment, but uh, very funny. Which one of us? As long as, I, as, long as I don't draft trade. like him. So as yes. long as I don't, I don't make those decisions. So Yeah. Brutal, brutal movie. <laughs> brutal movie is right. Entertaining, <laughs> though. Yeah, if you like stupid... <laughs> Sometimes you just want football and you don't want to actually watch football. That doesn't you really pancake, happen. You pancake eating motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> Do you imagine Andrew Barry saying that on the phone? Right. No, I'm glad we don't have to imagine that. I can imagine John Dorsey saying that. Yes, yeah. All right, I think I'm up. I, I I guess I'll take the Browns starting tight end. I guess he's the third best tight end in the league. Like, I don't want to take Eric Ebron, right? I, I, so I'll take Austin Hooper. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of would rather have David Njoku, too. That was a good pick to, to take him when you did. 
uh, Jake. But, you know, I think Hooper has more in him than what he showed last year with the Browns. I mean, he's, he's shown it in a different scheme in Atlanta. So I'll take him. And then, uh, Brad, can you pull up the receivers that I'm trolling through to try to find my second receiver here in my offensive oh. line heavy team? I think half, I think I know who I'm going to take, but I want to make sure that uh, that Anthony. You know. I think Anthony Schwartz makes sense for me here, but I just want to double check before I do it. You no, know I kidding. can. Jake, I'm just kidding. Jake like turned his head around when I said that. <laughs> what, what was it? I, just, I, I, I said I was going to take Anthony Schwartz here. Um, hey, I'll, I do it. I I'll take dude. I'll take Deontay Johnson. I mean, there's a part of me. You guys don't want to know how high I took. Juju Smith-Schuster in my fantasy draft last year. So, <laughs> like, there's there's part of me that's like, he's he's got to be better. Um, but but I'll take Johnson and not feel great about it, and I could have taken a couple different guys, I guess. I'm not taking a, Brown, uh, a Ravens receiver, even though, to Sam's point, I, I like the Bateman pick, too. Um, I'm not going to go there. So I'll just have two kind of hopefully okay receivers with this team with Boyd and Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Boyd, too. I like Deontay Johnson better than I do Juju. Yeah, nobody likes Juju anymore, do they? I mean, that was... I, yeah, I, he's he's one of those guys now where people are so down on him, he's underrated. Like, I think he's better than people, especially when they try to use him downfield a little bit more. Um, yeah, it just people are so down on the stuff that happened at the end of last year. He's, he's, he's underrated. He'll go way too low in a lot of fantasy drafts and stuff like that when he should, he should go higher. So yeah, I don't know. He's probably set to have a pretty decent year. If Ben's body holds up. That's a big if though. So uh, I think you he's look at, talented. Yeah. You look at what the Ravens did, you know, trying to bolster their wide receiver room. I think Sammy Watkins is hot garbage. I'm sorry, I just do. Uh, I mean, never helps. It's, it's nice to play with Tyree Kill and all those guys. So, him, if you're banking on that guy, I don't know what. The, there's a lot of mystery there still. The the roles that's going to happen in Baltimore. I mean, we, I think Rashad is clearly the most talented of all of them. But yeah, is he is he ready to come in and handle the the duty that is in front of him right away? I don't know. There's there's skill but i don't know if there's a guy i still don't know that they have a guy quite yet ready to lead that wide receiver room so we'll see how it shakes out there's certainly better place than they were last year you willie sneed and and uh miles boykin and stuff like that they've got three pretty competent wide receivers now and i think rashad has a chance to down the line be pretty damn good so doug uh i need your second entry sir oh i'm sorry you're fine. No worries. Let me get that in. No worries here. There we go. Deontay Johnson is officially a lamer. Off the board. Will it right? Yes, it will. Yes. Okay. He's officially a Dougie Fresh. That's the team. Yes, name. he is. I dubbed it for you. The freshest. Only the, the freshest. freshest. Only the freshest. And there's Sam. nobody fresher than J.C. Treader, which is why we took him number one. Right. Think fresh, you think. Sam, let's take a look at your team here, buddy. Uh, I think we're winding down here. Baker Mayfield. Can any? Can you guys see that? Baker Mayfield, Trey, 
Hopkins, Jamar Chase, Jack Conklin, Kevin Zeitler, J.K. Dobbins. That's six. We, I think believe we each have two picks left. Right. I think I'm going to go here. I'm going to take my second rookie wide receiver and go with Rashad Bateman. Oh. A player who I thought in a vacuum would have been a home run pick by the Browns at 26. Didn't end up happening, but um, I'm I'm obviously more dismayed that he went to the Ravens than I am that we passed on him for Greg Newsom. So in this scenario, though, I get I get to to bring him in and Baker Mayfield has two players who I think can be number one receivers. I'm very excited about that. Would you have taken him ahead of Newsom if you were the GM of the Browns, Sam? It's it's such a hard question for me to answer. Um, I've I never envisioned Newsom falling that far. I didn't think Bateman would fall either, but um, I think Newsom just presented the perfect marriage of talent and need for this team. And I do think, as much as I I personally wanted a receiver early corner was the bigger need and I think it, it just made sense to go with Newsom. So no, I wouldn't have taken Bateman over Newsom as much as it pains me to say it. Because I, I love that guy. I mean I can remember in the moment I mean we all were doing the same thing. It's like, well I can't we can't believe Newsom's here. They've got it it's gonna be Newsom. They've got to take Newsom. And then like right before the pick came in I said, I think they should take Bateman. Like just like yeah. like the like the ten percent <laughs> like what the heck uh, did, did a number one receiver who will take over as they extend this winning era, just fall into your lap. Who cares about the other guy that fell? Like, just take Bateman, even if it doesn't make sense. And it almost, Sam, it's almost like, man, if if like if Newsom would have wouldn't have been there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, then who's the next corner, whatever? Then it almost would have freed you up yep. to take the Bateman risk. But Newsom was too obvious in a million different ways. Yeah, I know they'll make it up to me with a first round receiver next year. I'm sure. So. I think I honestly think Donovan Peoples Jones has a bright future in the Browns wide receiver locker room. I really do. I think he can be a legit wide receiver too. Like he may not be a one, but I think he can be a legit two. Yeah, I think if they had made the pick of uh, of Bateman, there would have told us a lot about how they feel about their guys in house. I think that would have sent a pretty clear message for that. And I think I think they probably waited two ways. You know, we have two guys we like at the top of the room coming back. We have Richard Higgins, who we could probably keep around for another year or two because he just seems to be linked to Cleveland forever. And and we like there's three. You know, we can get a wide receiver later, but we like Peoples Jones a little bit. Want to see him develop? Maybe there's something more there. We like Daryl Hodge. We don't need to force this. And we also know that if we do decide to move on from the two top dogs, we know that this class next year looks pretty talented. They get they got up close and personal with the Ohio State kids. Doug, I know you know them as well as anybody. Uh, either one of those guys would be fantastic in Cleveland next year. I, I lean Wilson right now, but um, there's so much to be determined there. But there's there's just a ton of wide receivers. So I didn't I didn't want them to to feel like they. They, they could pass on somebody they thought could be a really incremental part of their defense, and especially as I talk about way too much, coverage is so important. You need skilled cover players all the effing time, and injuries happen and all of this stuff, and it's like I just would have felt so – think about it this way. We're sitting here. We feel kind of okay about the cornerback room. Say they didn't take him. They took a guy in the second or third. 
I don't know that I would feel as good about this roster overall if they had another wide receiver in the first round. That's just like my general feeling. Not that I don't love Rashad. Been was pretty outwardly spoken about liking that guy. So I think they made the right move, and partly because when you kind of lay the landscape out in front of you and say, you know, if we don't get if we something happens in 2021, is there a, a certain portion of 2022's offensive outlook in the offseason? that we can rectify that room. Yeah, there's a pretty clear plan that we can do that. So, and you know, there's been a lot of success with late first round wide receivers, early second round wide receivers too. So keep that in mind. And those guys, more and more wide receivers are coming from the college game. So nuanced and so ready to play that it's, it's different than it used to be even a decade ago, even a decade ago, like think about how limited Doug, I know we had that podcast forever ago talking about that, uh, the, the, the one, two Ohio state Michigan game. And, like Brian Urbisky, like that guy, he had like four routes he could successfully run and it killed him in the NFL. It seems like there's so many guys that come in in that range these days who are these complete wide receivers. And it's like, they're just doing so many different things uh, in the modern college football that is, that is translating over. So I don't, I don't think they felt like they needed to rush that pick. Would I have been okay with it? Sure. But I wanted, I certainly wanted more coverage guys for like, that's just, I need coverage. They need it so badly. Yeah. I just thought the corner room was just such a glaring hole that if there was a guy there worth taking, they had to do it. I, I mean, just because I don't know, you you can't really count on greedy, right? And and I don't. You hope even he's if healthy greedy was you, fully healthy, even if he was, to me, like yeah. you need as many people that can cover these ridiculous wide receivers. So if you don't yeah. have enough, which they don't have enough, you need to get them. And then they don't they don't just these guys don't just. Yeah, these guys don't just pop up. They're just yeah. not. They're just not available all the time. And to get a guy like Greg's skill set, who they've already talked about, could play in the slot a little bit if they want to, is is nice. It's really nice. I was overjoyed to hear that they were working him out in the slot. Like I think that it, if that's not just them playing around in OTAs, if he can really do that, because they didn't really profile him as that coming out of the draft. But Jake, you kind of said you thought he could do that a little, and and they worked him in there in OTAs and at minicamp. If he can actually do that, that really alleviates any depth problems inside or out, unless you get really, really dinged up. Yeah, yep. That's what you as many diverse guys like that as you can possibly find. And I don't know that Greg. It, it's it's premature. They just mentioned they they didn't dislike what he was doing in the slot. Uh, they thought there there could potentially be something there. We'll see if it manifests itself in camp, but. It's good to hear yeah. that there is some versatility because you don't want MJ Stewart on the. I like MJ Stewart; he's a good role player, special teams guy. But if you got him covering Tyreek Hill in any situation that matters, it's never going to go your way. So you got to okay. find enough guys to be able to handle those roles. And you know, DBs get hurt. It's a physical football league, and those guys are not the biggest muscular frame, all of that stuff that type of player. So you got to have as many of them as you can. So I was fine with it. Guys, I took Jonah Williams as my tackle. Solid player. I think it makes sense. That's, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. And you can Which, make a case for Jonah Williams over Jedrick Wills, but um, I think they're right in the same range. Again, there's, there's the gap after Conklin. Yeah. As of now, at least, I would expect Wills to be easily ahead of Williams by the end of this season. But where we stand right now, they're pretty even. So Jake is making his final two picks here, I believe. Yes. So I'm going to bring up your team here. Uh, I'm going to go. I need a center and I need a guard. Um, 
Hang on a second. I'm going to go Dotson uh, because I need I need to fill that role, and I like Dotson. I think he's got a bright future. And yeah. I think they're shifting Bozeman over to center. Is that right in Baltimore? Uh, I'm probably stuck with stuck with that. I like Kendrick Green too, but there's a lot of unknown there. Yeah, I'm probably just going to go with Bozeman. So, and uh, who did I did I take? Let me see. Dots. Yeah, I'll just I'll take those two guard and center. Just keep this. Yeah, one. Stanley. I think they're fine enough players. Yeah. So you end up there. And then, uh, you know, with you taking Bozeman, that doesn't really leave much for me as all I have left is center. So I guess I'm going to take the rookie uh, Kendrick Green here and and hope for the best. Unless, uh, do do, do you, uh, is there any other center in the AFC North worth taking? Nick, Nick Harris, Harris like he'd like to have a word. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Who, who, Nick Harris the center, not Nick Harris the guard. Yes, that's important anecdote for sure. I, I will admit that the fact that I don't know who these people are that are now being drafted contributed to me taking J.C. Treader overall number one in this draft. <laughs> he had a plan. <laughs> he had a uh, plan. There's like guys like uh, yeah, Nick Harris is yeah. I mean. Jake's like, oh yeah, I, I like I like Kendrick Green, and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I like him too. I like him too. Who is that? So that's just that's just one of the differences between how Jake Burns and I view football. Like Doug is Billy- a mile wide. He's a mile wide guy. He could talk anything. I could have him on to talk Hawks Bucks tonight, and we could have a good conversation. That's where he's at. This guy. Oh man. <laughs> is Nick Harris going to be better than Kendrick Green? I wouldn't bank on that, but I think Nick can be a decent center if they need him to be. Like down the line, he he has a shot. Put it that way, he has a shot to play center down the line. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know if his size ends up being too big of an issue, but he 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 has a chance to play center because he moves well enough. But they might deem that they could find a better player there eventually. I don't think he's going to be any linemen that move like him. What about Billy Price and Ben Cleveland? Is Ben Cle- can Ben Cleveland play center? No. Ben Cleveland can do a lot of things. I mean, I think he could. They like him at guard because they want him to be their anchor guard and gap scheme stuff. But, yeah. um, but he, I don't. I like him. I like Kendrick Green draft study stuff. Cleveland and Green were they're good. They're good talents. Yeah. I took uh, I took Green. It's official. All right. It's official. The Pendixers are on the clock. I gotta go tight end here. Um... Let me see if I can do this. Joku's gone, obviously. That was my guy. So I think I'm just going to end up going with Steven Carlson. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you make, make my pick for me. <laughs> I think I would love to have Steven Carlson. I'll go with Fairmouth here. I think he's. I think he's just solid. Um, is that is that how it's pronounced? Fairmouth, Fairmouth. I don't. It's called Pat. Pat F. Hopefully he, he won't have to say his name much because he won't be scoring touchdowns against the Browns. There you so. go. I was just checking to see if for, I was wrong when this, I was calling him Fryerman. For this, no, uh, I think it is purpose. 
You don't want to know how much I wrote about the Pat Fryermuth Pete Werner matchups between Ohio State and Penn State the last two years. That was hot. Fryermuth versus Werner was hot stuff, man. Yeah, Pete he, locked he him down. Just <laughs> lost him Ohio State, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would have liked a, a dynamic athlete here, but he's he's just all around solid. I don't think I'm going to have any issues with him there, and that. Obviously, I'm going to be relying on my receivers in the passing game. So, don't Harrison have a Bryant. With him. Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant. I'll I'll Wait, stick with Pat. No. Okay. I'll stick with Pat. Thank you. I like Harrison Bryant. I think we're all down on him because he fumbled a few times. I am down on him because he fumbled a few times. That is the extent of my analysis. He fumbled against Jacksonville. <laughs> they almost lost, and I was like, I'm out. But that was as a rookie, so I'm giving him a He's second chance here too. We'll, we'll see. I think he's going to no. be an adequate Austin Hooper replacement when they decide to let that money go. That's my opinion. Yeah. I like him. Now, is that the third string spot or second string? Well, it depends whether you like Steven Carlson or not. <laughs> All right, so I get to wrap this thing up. Is that right? Yeah. So I didn't take a quarterback off the top. And so I wind up taking a quarterback with the last pick here. It's a guy who is very familiar Tyler to Browns Bradley. fans. Uh-oh. So I will I will take Kyle Shermer. <laughs> former Oh man, this guy Saint Ed. Saint Ed. Former State End High School star Kyle Shermer. I'll He's take not that. A- He's not on the list. Oh, oh well that well I would have taken him if Brad would have put him on. Thanks, Brad. I guess I'll have to take Ben Roethlisberger. He's got too much inside information at training camp. We can't have that happening here. Yeah. yeah. He's got so, a feel. Listen, I mean, he's, he's you know, obviously Ben is the fourth guy in this division now, but he's got a robot arm. I don't like robots, but no. I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think he is 1,000% done being a winning quarterback. I think he might be like 75% done. But but I don't I don't I don't feel like I'm I'm dead because Ben Roethlisberger's my quarterback. Um I'd take the other 3 for sure, but I could have had Baker Mayfield and I and I passed on that opportunity because like I was kind of okay with this if I got the other guys I wanted. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what do you guys think of Roethlisberger coming back? I mean, do you think that he is – I mean, they went 11-0 and last year, but it wasn't really because he was doing anything special, right? It's, I mean, they have an incredible defense. What do you expect from Roethlisberger this year? If he holds up throughout the season, I will be pretty surprised. You'll have, you'll have glimpses here and there, but it's an extra game on the schedule. If you watch him, he looks like it really hurts to move. He'll, he'll make enough throws here and there to keep them relevant. In my opinion, Pittsburgh should should really be attempting to tank. I think that they should have they should have cut bait, but they didn't. I think, like I said, Ben will win. You'll watch this year, and they'll win some games, and he'll be fine. But they won't win enough games to go where they ultimately want to go, and they will hover in the middle ground, and then Ben will be done, and they'll have nobody, and they'll continue to not tank and. I don't know how they magically fix their quarterback situation. So I'm ultimately okay with Ben being back. He'll lead them to like seven, eight, nine, ten wins, and they'll be okay. Uh, but they'll 
continue to hover in the middle ground, and that's that's what we want. We don't want Pittsburgh to do smart things. I don't. I don't what is the What is the significance part. of their change in offensive coordinator to Matt Canada? If you like motion, he's your guy. If you recall that, and I know Doug knows that Maryland game in Maryland where he had Ohio State's head spinning defensively. They almost beat him. Um, he's a he's a nice, he's a pre snap shift guy. He loves jet fly motion stuff, misdirection. We'll try to stretch the field vertically when he does that. I mean, are they going to have somebody that can realistically stretch the field laterally like they like Ray Ray McLeod to do that? I don't know. I mean, I think it can be okay, but I think it puts a bigger strength. The Steelers have been hiding Ben in the gun for two, three years now. They've just been sitting him back there because he can't effectively drop back and, and his body's failing him. He cannot – if you ask Ben to, to make 200 play action under center, stretch fake seven step drop throws, he's not going to be able to do it. So they're going to have to be creative. Uh, they, they, they talk about wanting to use play action. They had a, an, an embarrassing number of like 70, maybe less than 70 play action pass attempts last year. And in modern football, that is the modern NFL, at least, that is laughably bad. So Matt will bring some different concepts to, to what they do. It certainly seems like. He'll try to do more of the stuff that's working at the at the, at the NFL level, but I, I I don't see them being a serious contender in the AFC North this year, like a serious Super Bowl contender. I would just like to address two egregious examples of disrespect from Jake Burns Aww. in that conversation. The first one is against people for whom it hurts to move. And I am also one of those people. And just because it hurts when you move doesn't mean you're not a person, Jake. All right, oh, I'm in the I'm in there already at 32, Doug. I'm not I'm not I'm not above that. And the oh, other, my my son just whipped my butt trying to put him to bed. He won the battle. I could barely get out of bed. And and are you completely neglecting the presence of Dwayne Haskins as the Steelers' long-term quarterback? Answer: Did I? Did, did we just ignore the number 15 pick in the draft? Do you not believe in Dwayne? Do you not believe? Oh, I, I don't think I like Dwayne. I liked Dwayne I personally. Like him. I liked him we, coming out. I think a decent chunk of what happened in Washington is his fault, and a decent chunk is it being Washington. Um, so I'll still stick with Ben. But I don't. I like. I, I don't think say, he's the guy. He's not. Other teams are ruining quarterbacks. Oh are yeah, we, no, yeah, that yeah. Sure. No, I think you're allowed to say that. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah. welcome to the new world. So I, like, I, I, I don't think. Maybe he's the long-term answer, but I don't think it's impossible. I think there's a small chance. I think there's any chance, Jake, that he's the quarterback in Pittsburgh after Ben. You didn't like what seven, you saw? Seven, seven percent, seven percent. Like, I think you and I had this conversation, if I recall, on your podcast about this. I don't, I don't buy how he handles chaos around him. He's constantly flat-footed. He he never has a feel for shifting weight. He dead arms too many throws down the field. So yeah, like the. The stuff off the field didn't help Dwayne, like, and I think that he caused some of it. Other people caused it, but where's Dwayne Haskins taking you? I, I don't know where he's taking you. Like, he can he get to being even an average quarterback? Maybe, but the way he handles chaos around him, the the lack of weight train, the things that I saw at Ohio State that I just didn't love, he would need to be on an excellent, excellent offense that he could feel really, really comfortable with. Maybe, maybe I would give it like a 10% chance. They're exploring it. They're certainly exploring it. He has a naturally gifted set of 
like physical traits. He can drive the football, but the problem is he doesn't consistently display those traits on the football field. And the number one trait of a quarterback is how they handle chaos, and I don't think he handles chaos very well. So it's like Sam Darnold's in the same mold where they just don't handle that stuff as well as they need to. And if you can't do that and things around you in the NFL feel like they're flying around, you're seeing ghosts. So few guys recover from that. So, 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 so few. I don't know that he will be able to recover from that. So maybe, but I don't think it's going to happen. Hmm. That's interesting. And you would think, you know, planning ahead that they would definitely, if he was their future plan, that they would be trying to bolster that offensive line, not, you know, letting David DeCastro go and things like that right now. It's like, dude... (laughs) Do they want Ben to what, What's the story with that? What I mean, I think DeCastro had been he'd been beat up and he was declining, and they didn't think he was going to come back in any sort of fashion that was the, the guy that we all know. So they decided to cut bait, and they thought that whatever who was Trey Turner that they brought in could be uh, a much cheaper option who could be as good. Or and they think that Trey Turner dealt with injuries last year and uh, he has a chance to bounce back and be pretty effective. That's what I've gathered. So, so I guess I would rephrase his body is beyond recourse, I guess at this point. Yeah. I guess I would rephrase that into, I guess not letting David DeCastro go, but not using my first and second round pick on a running back and a tight end. That's the, that's the, the crux of their issue. If you ask me. Right. Yeah. So, uh, all right, guys. So I've got all of our teams here. Let's bring them up. Let's uh, uh, look at them real quick and uh, react. And then uh, I'll let you go about your evening and enjoy this Eastern Conference final, which is the uh, walking wounded at this point. All right. Let's start with uh, Jake Burns at quarterback. Well, that team's in trouble. Oh, you Lamar mean, Jackson. Okay. All right. Lamar Jackson. Odell Beckham Jr., a wide receiver, along with Chase Claypool. His offensive line is Ronnie Stanley, uh, Kevin Dotson, and Bradley Bozeman, with uh, Kareem Hunt at running back, and David Njoku at tight end. It's an effective Madden team. It's an effective one-year window type of team. If you're looking to like look at stats if, from a fantasy perspective, it's probably not great because I don't know that there's a lot of the necessary volume for some of those guys. But, uh, yeah, I like it from a talent standpoint. Yeah. It's a good team. Uh, this is – oh, I skipped over my team. My team. My team is uh, starting quarterback Joe Burrow uh, with wide receivers Jarvis Landry and T. Higgins. Uh, tight end Mark Andrews. The offensive line consists of center Kendrick Green, uh, Jonah Williams at tackle, and Wyatt Teller at guard with Joe Mixon at running back. Sam's team. I was going to say, you're the host, so we'll say that your team is good. Come on, guys. Very Say his good. team is Very, good. We just sat there in silence. Great. He put this whole thing together. It's great. I'm no, very you don't scared to play that team. You don't have to do that. That's not. <laughs> that, that's totally uncalled for. I, I, I see way too many bangles on my team. I think that's problematic. 
All right, uh, here we go, Sam. Sam Penix, quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Wide receivers, Jamar Chase and Rashad Bateman running out two rookies there. Interesting. I like it, though. Uh, your offensive line consists of Jack Conklin, Kevin Zeitler, and Trey Hopkins at center. Pat Fryermuth at tight end. And J.K. Dobbins at running back. And finally, Doug LaMaurice at quarterback, Big Ben Roethlisberger. At wide receiver, Tyler Boyd and Deontay Johnson. You have Austin Hooper as your tight end. And then here comes the powerhouse run game with Nick Chubb, J.C. Treader, Joel Batonio, and Jedrick Wills. You will be able to run the football, and you will need to with that quarterback. As long as Ben doesn't keel over trying to reach the ball to Nick Chubb to hand it to him. It should be Jake, good. As Jake thinks he might. <laughs> telling you that guy can't handle it. Telling oh, you. oh, I can't reach him. Come closer, Nick. It's the steps. I'm telling you it's the steps. <laughs> Watch him drop back. Whatever. Make fun of me. Why? Listen, we're going to tune in about week 13. I'm going to text you. See, no, no, no. I, I, listen, please do no one make the mistake of thinking I'm here to defend Ben Roethlisberger. He's, he's defending not, Ben. He's, not, he's a Ben supporter. He's, he's, he's a Ben truther. He's 35% robot. He's a cyborg right now. I mean, it's he's like the Tin Man. I get it. Like, I get it. He's like Archer. Yeah. <laughs> we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Wait, no, so this was, the, this was the inaugural AFC North offensive uh, draft. Still not sure about that title. 2021. With the great Doug Maurice of Cleveland.com, Jake Burns of the OBR and the OBR Film Breakdown, and Sam Penix of Dog Pound Daily with the first pick, Clutch Points, NFL, and Pro Football Focus. Guys, this was fun. Uh, everybody came out with a team of eight. Very interesting picks were made uh, along the way. Uh, created some good conversation. Anybody have any questions they want to throw out there before we sign off tonight uh, of this special edition of All Eyes on Cleveland? It's rare that I get uh, three football minds uh, on the show at the same time. Uh, anything you want to bring to uh, to topic? I got to run to a show of my own, so I got to bounce, guys. Jake yeah. Burns. I just want to know where the Penixers have their merchandise for sale because they have a sexy team with Jamar Chase and Rashad Bateman and Baker and J.K. Dobbins, so I might be getting a, a Penixer jersey. Hey, Lots of fun. Well, hey, well <laughs> I'm out, guys. No See one's you. in college anymore, but we can make a lot of money there. Merchandising and, and uh, social media, all that jazz. Yeah. Sam, NIL, baby. It's, it's all for you. I'll send the check. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to try out for the for the sports team here. Sports. All right, ball. guys. All right, you, were fan, you guys were fantastic. Thank you for your time. And I'll have each of you back soon so I can uh, nail down some real questions with you guys one-on-one -on -one and, and, and hammer out some good Browns content here. During the dog days of summer, we're trying to spice it up around here. 
Sounds good. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed winning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you. See you. All right. Thank you. Well, that was fun. The AFC North uh, offensive draft uh, with Doug Lee, Maurice, Jake Burns, and Sam Penix, where we each got eight picks. Picked a quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, one guard, one tackle, and uh, one center each from the AFC North. Uh, a lot of fun was had. Teams were picked. The four teams I will post on social media. It was uh, a good exercise, I think, to uh, see what uh, the AFC North is made of and and kind of forced us to inspect some positions on on other teams of weakness and some of strength, of course. Uh, So well done by all. And uh, thanks to uh, once again to Doug, Jake, and Sam for their time. Uh, Mikey, great job on the ones and twos as it was a uh, this online draft that I spent si- uh, manually entered 66 names in here. Uh, we drafted 32 of them. I was able to keep them all on the board. So nobody went that far off the board that I missed. So I feel, uh, like that was a success, uh, in itself. Uh, we had some comments during the draft, uh, which I would like to hit now if we can. Uh, and, uh, Troy, uh, checking in, uh, Wolf Wolf, uh, and Logan asking about Eric Ebron. I think Eric Ebron is a talented guy that is certainly, uh, I don't, uh, his name, if I thought, I, when I was thinking it over, Logan, I thought to myself, if I had to take the fourth tight end left, Ebron would cross my mind because I think he's a talented dude, but I, I just don't. He's been so unproductive and had such a hard time catching the ball. Like, uh, that, you know, he, he's physically talented and I think he physically gets an advantage in his route running and with his strength and after he catches the ball, but he just has had such a hard time catching the ball that I think that guys like Njoku, um, are better than him, and and even we saw Fryermuth go off the board over him. So that's interesting. I, I would have to put Fryermuth in, and Ebron it would be a tight uh, decision for me. I may lean a little bit towards your opinion there on that one, Logan, with with Ebron. Uh, although he he'd have to show me something different than he has of late. Um, and then uh, yeah, and Troy calls him e- Ebrum because he sucks. Well. Yeah, he sucks at catching the ball, but he is talented. I will say that. Uh, Nick Harris, uh, Logan suggested as well at center. We talked about that. Uh, although I did take Kendrick, uh, Green, uh, and Troy, uh, weighing in with his thoughts on, um, OBJ will this season, uh, will be the season this season, I bet, I think is what he meant to say that OBJ will have his season finally. Uh, and yes, J.C. Trenner did go number one overall. 
shocking as Doug Lee Maurice took J.C. Treader, number one. Uh, Chase Clownpool, Troy says. Coming in with some creative nicknames for the hated Steelers that went in the draft. Thank you all for watching. Hit the like button and the subscribe button on your way out. It helps us so much. I'm trying to come up with creative good content to get out to you guys here. While we wait for training camp to get here at the end of July, it will be here eventually. Uh, as last night we did a mini camp breakdown uh, with um, Cameron Justice of WEWS. And tonight we did the AFC North Offensive Draft. And you can check out the results on social media as I'll post them after the show. And uh, weigh in with your opinions there. But thanks for watching All Eyes on Cleveland. Just uh, you know, click that like button, smash it on the way out, and hit that subscribe button. It helps us out so much. This has been another edition of the show. My name is Brad Ward. Big thanks to Mikey on the ones and twos who killed it with the graphics and all the online draft stuff tonight. Per usual, go to the new website, alleyesoncleveland.com. Leave your voicemail. We'll play it on the air. Uh, you can also check out Vivid Seats, where we have ticket packages, single games, and multi-game packages for the Browns, as well as the new Browns summer gear and their training camp hats, which I am going to order. I love the white training camp hat that is out. Go check it out on Fanatics. Troy Hill, going to check in here and say goodbye. They're all eyes on Cleveland. We here. Yeah. They're all eyes on Cleveland. We here. Yeah. And with that... Uh, big thanks to Mikey. My name is Brad Ward. For another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland, we are out. <laughs>